by the the decisions you make on a daily basis, you have total power over your destiny because the choices you make create and changes that expression of that DNA. That's at the basis of that, is that you have ultimate control over your destiny. That's the ground level. And now what can we do to go above and beyond what a normal human being does? Well, we can leverage technology. We have all this great technology now. We can use that to our advantage. Your inner voice has been drowned out by the noise around you, but you've always had a deep desire to make a difference. And now you're ready to step into your greatness and develop the identity you need to build towards your ultimate goal. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon Podcast. Making the world a better place by unleashing human potential will help you create your own reality by increasing your self-awareness, cultivating an unstoppable mindset, and finally finding the passion, purpose, and true self so that you can live the life you are always destined to live. Now, welcome your host, a lifelong learner and growth mindset savant, a former architect turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Tibor Notch. What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm immensely grateful for each and every one of you who tune into this podcast today, the Mindset Horizon podcast. And if you feel like you're getting value out of these conversations, I would highly encourage you to join the Mindset Nation Facebook group, a global community of Mindset Horizon, where I'm there every single day to support you, to answer your questions, either if it's connected to the podcast episode topics, or if it's connected to your goals and aspirations in life and business, I am there to support you for free every single day. You can join the Mindset Nation community at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash Mindset Nation. Once again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash Mindset Nation, or simply go to our website, MindsetHorizon.com, and in the main menu on the top of the site, you will find a button that says Mindset Nation, and there you can join the global community of like-minded listeners. I'm super excited to welcome you and connect with you in the Facebook group, and now let me introduce today's guest. So my guest today is Julian Hayes II, who thought he wanted to be a doctor, but left after one year to pursue an even bigger dream. Now he helps busy entrepreneurs, executives, and leaders with creating more energy and maximizing their longevity and human performance without the guesswork through leveraging epigenetics, technology, and systems-based thinking. Julian has also written over 200 columns at Inc., along with frequently contributing over at Entrepreneur and numerous other large publications. At the beginning of today's episode, we talk about Julian's personal story and entrepreneurial journey. He shares how he left medical school after one year and how he started to focus on building a business around his passions. Julian also shares one mindset tip that contributed to his success in life and business, and we talk about the power that we all have over our destiny. In the middle of the episode, we dive deeper into epigenetics, mindset, and how to become a superhuman. We talk about how environment has a huge impact on your genes and potential. Closer to the end of this episode, we chat about the so-called success paradox, meditation, stress, and the importance of physical exercise. In the end, Julian recommends super amazing books to the listeners. If you want to find out more about today's guest and check out the free resources, book recommendations, and detailed show notes, simply head over to our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. You can also use the search bar on our website where you can simply type in Julian Hayes II to find the episode's show notes page. 
And so Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Hi, Julian, and welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. How is it going, man? I am excited to be here. I'm looking forward to talking about just this great conversation we're about to have. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Uh, it's a pleasure, and I'm glad that we could make this happen. We're going to geek out on, I guess, <laughs> mindset and human potential, uh, becoming a super superhuman. But anything, anything that comes up, I'm, I'm super excited to talk about different topics. Um, but I want to start this conversation with your story. And uh, maybe it's very similar to, to mine. Maybe I'm going to share my story to some extent as well. But talk to us about your um, entrepreneurial journey and how did you get where you are today? Yeah, a big portion, I would say, let's start off. We can skip kind of being a kid and all those things. There's valuable things there, but I think the big meat meaty part of it begins when I, I was in New York City. I'm in medical school and I have this dream of being an ophthalmologist and just, I love the eyes and its connection to the brain and just the whole physiology of it. I could just geek out on it. Mm. And when I'm in New York City, it's it's true. There's a different energy compared to where I'm from. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, which is the, the, the kind of the deep south. There's a different energy in New York. Every cafe I went to, somebody's building a screen, somebody's writing a screenplay, somebody's trying to get onto Broadway somebody's building this startup, somebody's working on this app, all of these dreams. And I feel this energy and I'm thinking, man, I don't really love what I'm going to do like that. I just thought it was, it's a good job. It's secure. It's prestigious. So everyone around me would, will, will, will look at me, I think favorably. So I'll get the approval of the masses to be a doctor, but I don't think my soul was in it. My heart was in it. And I remember a conversation. I was in the Lower East Side at a place called the Yucca Bar. I don't know if it's still there. If it is, it's a great place to visit. And <laughs> I was having a Capriana, and I was talking to this girl, and she was describing her life. I think we would call these types of individuals digital nomads now or expats, <laughs> whichever word you want to yeah. use. But this is before that. So she was describing it. I was like, man, this sounds amazing. I, I, want, I want this. And that conversation just just stuck with me that she was doing something that she really enjoyed. She was making an impact. So it was, it was like she was having her cake and eating it as well. So I remember, <laughs> so I was sitting in an anatomy class now. It's a three-hour exam. I got my protein shake beside me, got my water. I'm staying hydrated, staying healthy. I'm looking at my classmates. They're sweating, I think, out of nerves, wondering, trying to figure these questions out. I just look up and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. I don't want to be in this room. I, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. And granted, I've already taken loans out. I've already committed to a year. So let's fast forward a little bit. I finish my year out. I do well. So I come back home. And then just one night, I make a firm decision. I'm not going back to school. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to combine all my passions into one. And so I go back to sleep. I have a very good sleep. I wake up, I'm excited. And so I think maybe everybody else should be excited. So I tell everyone that, hey guys, I'm quitting school and I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start writing. Granted, I've never written a day in my life. I just vicariously live through other people. Um, mm. 
And then I'm going to start coaching and I want to still be involved with health, but just on my terms. And I got zero responses of, oh man, this is exciting. And I got multiple of, hey, do you need to go to a drug test? Did, did something happen up there or something? <laughs> and so it was in that instance, that was a big moment because that was one of the first times that I began to wake up and not just go with the flow. School is very easy for me. It's just taking tests. But this was the first <laughs> time where it's almost like I broke, I woke myself up and I had to go against what everybody else was telling me. And that was a big moment for me. And one thing led to another over the years. Thankfully, I get better at writing and I, I keep improving at the craft of coaching. And I'm here today running pretty much my dream business. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. So you became a, you are the founder of the art of fitness and life and the human performance and health optimization advisor. And so I was wondering because, you know, many people might be resonating with this story. They might feel that they don't fit into the education system or to the current corporation that they work for. And so I was wondering, because you mentioned soul and passion, like, uh, did you have a exploration phase? Because I definitely had. So I was working as a architectural engineer and then in project management in Germany uh, before I hit the record button. I um, kind of like mentioned this. So I had a self-excavation, self-exploration time, I would say one, two years. Like I, I knew I wanted to start my own thing. Um, I was I was passionate about this idea of, of starting something on my own. So I was 27, 28 at that time. And um, I was like, this is the time. Like I reached my goals in Germany and I kind of like didn't have a long-term goal. I didn't see myself at the company in the long run. And I was thinking about some kind of a new challenge. Like that's the problem with the growth mindset, <laughs> maybe. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so I, I had this exploration phase uh, in my life. Uh, did you have something similar? If yes, maybe it would be interesting for uh, people to hear or any kind of experiences that you had. Yeah. So after I decided to leave school and, and pursue that journey, I've already been involved with health since I was maybe mm -hmm, 19. Mm -hmm. A lot of self-experimentation, yeah, yeah. just working on my health in general. So, And I've had personal trainer experience in at the mm -hmm. gym because that's what I did throughout college. So I was very yeah. well-versed on health and fitness and, but I, I didn't have any clientele or anything. So I, I actually, I got a job at a local gym here and mm -hmm. I, I was just working with clients, personal training. And uh, during that time I had one of my best friends is a writer, which ironically he doesn't write anymore, which, and I write now, mm -hmm. so, but you know, <laughs> it's just weird. But anyway, yeah. luckily I had him and I started a blog that is nowhere to be found on the internet, thankfully, these days. <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah. it was terrible writing, but I was getting feedback and I was actually having to show up and put something out there. And that gave me a lot of experience. I, you know, I think people see my name now and mm -hmm. 
I write for, I've had columns at Inc, like nearly 200. I've written Entrepreneur, all yeah. those places. But Wow, man. I didn't Congratulations. Really, thank you. Yeah. I, I didn't really get a lot of opportunities. I was basically just working in the dark, as I call it, for mm-hmm. maybe 12 to 15 months before I got my first opportunity on the writing front, which was at my local newspaper. That was my first opportunity there. And I just walked up in there after researching and said, hey, um, I would love to write for you guys. Um, I just want an opportunity. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had a good pitch. It was a better pitch than that. But um, but that was the gist of it. So that was the writing end. And then on my coaching end, I got to a point where I was getting comfortable enough. I was reading during my off time to where I think I could do, I, I think I could work on my own. And so I, I, I stopped working at the gym and I just started working mm-hmm. privately with people under my own name and everything. And mm-hmm. that was actually a roller coaster. So it, 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 it mm-hmm. definitely wasn't just a nice, beautiful cur- uh, line straight up. I had some good months and I had some down months because a lot of times at the beginning of my journey, I would see that I would have maybe eight clients and I, and that's providing a lot. That's a, it's a lot for me. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think about, well, they're not going to be out of shape forever or you're not going to work with them forever. And so I, di- I didn't think about continuously, how am I going to be able to continuously bring customers in? or any of that business stuff. I just mm-hmm. I was just so enamored with just the health aspect of just doing that that side of it, but not the back end stuff. And so my self-exploration was actually probably a, a little bit of all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. I got right in it to a certain extent, but I did have a little bit of a safety net at the beginning. And then I cut that. And then I just unfortunately had to had to deal with some very, very lean months and mm-hmm. a lot of rebranding and evolution in myself. When I first mm-hmm. started, when I first started, I was purely focused a lot on just the physical and just the aesthetics of that comes along with health and fitness. I barely yeah, talked, yeah. I barely talked about emotions, barely talked about uh, mindset or none of that. Everything was just about squats and deadlifts, pushups, running, sprinting. That's it. Very bro-like. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Fitness, yeah. Yeah. And then just naturally over time, I evolved in myself. And mm. then the brand just naturally evolves with you because you are ultimately the brand. And, you know, to, to, cut, to, to kind of tie this in all together, um, the exploration journey was just messy. but. I think there was a form of an apprenticeship, maybe not into the traditional way, but my friend, mm-hmm. I viewed him as uh, like a, a mentor and I was his apprentice because every time I wrote, he looked it over and then gave me feedback. And then I went from there. And same thing mm-hmm. at the gym. I learned how to, for some of the trainers there, I learned how to talk to people and not just sound like a scientist, but actually sound like a regular human talking to another human. Wow, that's amazing. I really love this. Uh, thanks for sharing, especially the word evolve. Like uh, that's that's a key word there because I, I felt very much the same with Mindset Horizon. Like I started a podcast a little later after I kind of like le- registered the company. So podcasting as a medium was a, was a new thing, but I was having this open mind because uh, actually for a long time, I, I, I postponed the podcast idea because I was like, 
I was I was struggling with fears. I mean, for example, and I, I openly shared on the podcast and I shared it before, like one of the biggest fears we might have based on my experience and based on the conversations with others, like what other people will think of you when you put yourself out there online, it might be more daunting because, you know, there might be more people who can see your content or listen to your podcast, or at least this is what we think. Right. And so I had some fears around that, but, um, the whole thing was evolving and, uh, I think that's a really good point that it doesn't matter how you start, what you start, it's going to evolve and you're going to evolve as a person and the brand or the business is going to evolve as, as well. So um, one of my favorite shows, uh, I, I'm sure you've heard about this impact theory. Um, Tom Billy, in one of his interviews or videos, he mentions that don't be afraid to be lost for a while. Like that's, become one of my mantras because um, sometimes we might feel that we don't know where we are going or uh, how the business is evolving, but it's kind of like part of the process. So I was just wondering um, one question connected to mindset. If you look back at your story and entrepreneurial journey, like um, if you were to give a piece of mindset advice to people who might be thinking about uh, doing something similar, maybe transitioning from the corporate world or from college to entrepreneurship, uh, what advice would you give them something that helped you along the way to keep on track going forward? Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's, I'm thinking it's, uh, I like this one and I, I tell myself this every day. If you were the best mm-hmm. in the world at what you do, how would you behave? And <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't come up with that. I don't know who came up with that. I don't remember where I saw it at. So I mean, if they're listening to this episode right now, then I'm, I'm giving you credit for it. I, I love that. Yeah, but that, that is, I, I love that. If you were the best in the world at what you do, how would you behave? And mm. I thought about that is at the beginning and, and even now still, because I know where I want to go, but I don't exactly know how I'm going to get there just yet, but I already know I'm going to get there. And so um, what that does, for, yeah, what that does is it's not only the vision, but it's, it's also, it helps me get focused and mm-hmm. how does someone world class at what they do? What do they do during the day? So this led me to study people who are world class at different crafts. So I looked at different people, whether it's people in design, whether it's someone at writing, whether it's someone at coaching, what do they do? And you just take different elements of that and you, you make it into yourself. I love that. So I think uh, this opens up the new space, new question, which is connected to becoming superhuman and 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 human potential and human performance. And you have kind of like this holistic approach after you have evolved, right? So, mm-hmm. so to speak, the mind, the body, and and everything is connected. So you went deeper into epigenetics, uh, mindset, and so I kind of like want to discover this the system that you put together, if you were to talk about becoming superhuman or the best versions of ourselves, like how would you approach this, this whole topic? It's a broad question, but it's on purpose. Yeah. Well, (laughs) the first part is you have to, once again, make the decision to become superhuman and, and embrace Mm -hmm. that. You know, I, I'm, 
I talk about being mentally, emotionally, and physically superior to the average human being. And I, I, I think embody that, that spirit in you. So that's where it all starts at. Because I think society in general, this is what got me started to really go deeper with health. There's a standard way of life with aging. When you get this age, you start to decline here. When you get to this set point, you start to decline here. And then you just get in your 70s and then it's all over. And I didn't like that. I, 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 I don't like rules and just guidelines like that. It, like we have so much technology and material out here that we can learn from. So why are we still going by these old antiquated ideas? And so I let's do a little backstory first. Yeah. So when I thought about genetics and epigenetics, epigenetics, if you hear epigenetics, it just means above the gene. And so that's the scientific term, but we'll get this in much practical terms. So I went back in my family tree and this was before processed foods, because it's obvious mm -hmm. that processed foods can cause various illnesses and everything. But what about when you didn't have those processed foods? So I went way back in my lineage and we, my relatives have all encountered some of the same issues. And then I, I talked to other friends and went back in theirs and they encountered the same issues a lot of times, but it was different from mine and it couldn't be coincidences. Mm -hmm. And so that led me to think, okay, there's something to this genetics that something leaves me having a higher probability or propensity to catch this one thing later in life mm -hmm. compared to this other thing. And, you know, I guess it's putting out to the universe that I needed to learn more about this. I found someone who teaches about this and I got, you, you get certified and all that in it. So that's great. So now I can read like genetic reports and stuff. And, and so now wow. what is being superhuman? Well, on a cellular level, let's, let's think about what epigenetics is and what our DNA mm. is. And yeah, I like to think about our DNA. It's clues to our past. That's all it is. But epigenetics, molds our future and the reason why i say that is because i like to think about our genetic hard think about the hardware of a computer the hard drive of it and you have the software which is the informational inputs to that computer our body our human system is that hardware and the software those informational inputs is the environment around us everything in the environment around us so it's not just the so from the way we eat the way we exercise, if we exercise, the way we sleep, if we get proper amounts of sleep for our body, the way we talk to ourselves, the way we handle our emotions, the way we handle stress, the way we go about our relationships, the way we go about our vocation, and on and on and on. All of these are different inputs to the system. The human itself is us and all these different inputs. And mm. that's so in that instance, who you are isn't just about the genes you were born with. It's also about how those genes are going to interact with the environment and how those and how that environment influences those specific gene expressions. And what that does is that gives you that gives you a sense of power and control over your destiny. So sure, so I, I lost my both my father, my both my grandfathers and my father, and I was pretty close with them. But and I had a relative talk one time. She's like, it just runs in our family, and that might be true. It's a higher mm -hmm. probability of propensity. But once you know that you can essentially perform alchemy with your genes by the, mm -hmm. the decisions you make on a daily basis, you have total power over your destiny. 
because wow. the choices you make create and changes that expression of that DNA. So that's at the basis of that is that you have ultimate control over your destiny. That's the ground level. And now what can we do to go above and beyond what a normal human being does? Well, we can leverage technology. We have all this great technology now. We can use that to our advantage. And then we can equip ourselves with a, with a lethal mindset, one that thinks in terms of systems and thinks in terms of second, third, and fourth order consequences. And when you combine all those things together, you're a lethal weapon. You're superhuman. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just, I just, I just enjoy listening to this because, to be honest, I haven't talked to anyone about epigenetics um, on the podcast. But this is a topic I was kind of like really interested in because, first and foremost, you said something very important, which is you have total power over your destiny, right? And so, um, another topic that I was diving a little bit deeper into myself was neuroplasticity and the fact that uh, you can revive your brain and stuff like that. So I was mainly focusing on on the mind, mindset and, and brain, but my biggest fascination, either it's epigenetics or neuroplasticity, um, my biggest fascination is that you can change and you have the power to change. And so I think that's the biggest message people I want people to to understand and see that when it comes to, for example, also epigenetics, you you have the power over your destiny and there are scientific um, researches that you can look up and read. And then it's just so empowering, right? So sometimes I start my mornings with, with those books because it's just inspiring that, wow, I can change who I am. I can become somebody else. I can you know, control my destiny. And so uh, I want to dive deeper into epigenetics. So you mentioned a couple of things, right? So environment is one of the things I I think a lot about because um, I lived in Germany, I lived in Austria, um, I lived in Hungary, now I live in Hungary. And so you mentioned also food, but um, your environment, the people around you, uh, the culture, I think it has a huge impact not just on your epigenetics, but also on your mindset. So what do you think about this? How do you see environment? Yeah, I, I, th- I think environment is, you know, it's if I'm talking with someone, I'm getting ready to work with them, and we're doing an audit at the very beginning where we go in crazy detail about everything. Yeah. Environment is one of those areas that I think is generally overlooked by people. Or it's not explored enough. So if I'm talking environment, environment has multiple categories. What is up, Mindset Nation? I hope you guys are enjoying today's episode. And we're going to get back to this conversation very soon after thanking to our sponsors. I'm immensely grateful for each and every one of you who tuned into this podcast today, the Mindset Horizon podcast. And if you feel like you're getting value out of these conversations and want to learn more about mindset, entrepreneurship, or podcasting, or simply you want to hang out with other like-minded listeners, I would highly encourage you to join the Mindset Nation Facebook group, a global community of Mindset Horizon, where I'm there every single day to answer your questions, either if it's connected to the podcast episode topics or if it's connected to your goals and aspirations in life and business i am there to support you for free every single day 
On top of all that, I go live every Thursday for at least 30 minutes so that we can get to know each other even more. I can answer your questions or teach you more about mindset, entrepreneurship, content marketing, branding, or podcasting. You can join the Mindset Nation community at mindsethorizon.com forward slash Mindset Nation. Once again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash Mindset Nation. Or simply go to our website, mindsethorizon.com. And in the main menu on the top of the site, you will find a button that says Mindset Nation. And there you can join the global community of like-minded listeners. I'm super excited to welcome you and connect with you in the Facebook group. And until then, be limitless, my friend. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and changemaker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you've answered this question with hell yeah, now this is your chance. According to Edison Research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, build credibility and scale your impact and business, I have good news for you. I provide one-on-one mentoring and group coaching programs where I teach how to start your own epic podcast from scratch, build credibility and scale your online presence and business. You can read more about these services at mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast mentoring. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast mentoring. On top of all that, I provide a 30-minute free discovery call where we can see if podcasting is something that can help you scale your brand and business. You can book a free discovery call with me at mindsethorizon.com forward slash free call. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash free call. Or simply shoot me an email at tibor at mindsethorizon.com. That's T-I-B-O-R, tibor at mindsethorizon.com. So Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's get back to today's mindset transforming conversation. There's a, how's your food environment with the food? You would be surprised with people who have difficulty with food. And the reason why is because their food environment <laughs> isn't set up to, to, to let them win. And it, their food environment makes them make a lot of decisions on top of already having a busy entrepreneurial high-performing life they're using a lot of energy mental energy with this thinking about Mm -hmm. food or Mm -hmm. they work so much during the day they're making all these decisions that maybe they don't have enough of that mental energy left and they're just reaching for whatever is most convenient in their food environment and if the food environment is not set up properly then they're going to obviously reach for things that are not as ideal for the goal that they most likely probably want. So that's one area. Food is huge, especially for the reasons that you, you mentioned. Like if, if you think about entrepreneurs, like, you know, they might not have the time to prepare something or I don't know, they just order something and things like that. And that's not necessarily the healthiest. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one is, um, well, a, f- a funny, a fun fact is also like our brain, it's, it's made up of around, I believe, 60% fat. And a lot of that mm. comes yeah. from an omega-3 fatty acid called DHA. And that promotes new neuron growth, which is going to occur at all ages. And simply put, that just helps signals move across your neurons and your brain's firing more faster and efficiently. And mm-hmm. you know you can measure these kind of things now, but simply knowing that that's that's the connection with food. So old me sees food 
as just affecting how I look physically. New me sees, okay, it affects me physically and how I can run and how I feel. But it also, it's changing the way my brain is processing. Mm. And I can actually measure these kind of things now. I can see the results of food and what I put into my, my body, my brain, and how the output is. Yeah, that's a really great point because I wanted to ask you this, like when it comes to not eating properly, for example, like maybe it's because of lack of knowledge, what it can do, or and then maybe lack of motivation. So I think in one of your interviews, you talked about this, that you want to have a bigger purpose connected to this this topic. Because let's say, you know, I know it's healthy to eat X, Y, Z, but I'm not really, I don't have the motivation, like, or what is it? Like, is it motivation? I'm just kind of like asking, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, I don't know, olive oil is better than normal oil. So I should, I should probably use that, but I don't. So what are some of the things that people struggle with when it comes to this? Because the knowledge is there, information is available, but it doesn't seem to be enough sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, as in everything in life, it's complex. And I, 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 mm-hmm. I love that. And I think it depends on where you are on your journey. I think at the very basic level, you're seeking motivation. You're trying to get off the couch. You're trying to mm-hmm. stop eating chips. That's the very basic. I'm imagining listeners of this podcast are probably not in that category. They're entrepreneurs, they're coaches, <laughs> they're, they're, they're making a big, big impact in the world already. So a more <laughs> prominent problem with that I see in that area with the, those hyper high performers is they're yeah. experiencing something of what I call the success paradox, some of the dark sides of success. Wow. And so when you think about that is the more successful that you become, the more you're accomplishing, most likely there's more responsibilities to come with that. There's more expectations of you, maybe of the, the employees, maybe of just the business, maybe of the clients, maybe of, of partners, families, and, and you can go on and on. And when you have those two things, and then you're going to have less time available for yourself. And so unfortunately, mm-hmm. your health is not given the, it's not as prioritized that, you know, or given the, the nurturing that it deserves. So maybe then your health, it's not terrible. It's, it's a little average. You, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement, but you're just barely getting by with your health because you have all this other stuff. So with the, with those entrepreneurs and those high performers, it's more of an issue of setting up the right structure, the infrastructure in general, and merging their work with their health and performance, making those things seamlessly work together symbiotically, instead of looking at these things as separate entities. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And that's a great example. So that's the success paradox right there. And uh, somewhere you mentioned that all starts with optimizing your health, right? So even if you look at human beings or high performers um, from a holistic perspective, but all starts with optimizing your health. And this is sometimes something that we miss, right? So for example, I tend to focus on mindset. I tend to focus on the mind, right? However, if I don't eat properly, like that has an effect on my mindset as well. Like everything is connected and complex, as you said. So what are some of the things that we can do uh, or what are some of the tips you would you would say to those high-performing entrepreneurs that they can do for their health? 
Yeah, so I, I'm going to be, let's be a little different here. I'm going to think about things where, you know, you mentioned that you focus more on mindset and I talk, yeah. you know, and we talk about emotions and, and um, physicality as well and needing all of those. So l- let's think about this. One area is, and we were talking about this, is to learn a new language. To learn a new language. To, or something simple as playing online chess or something. I know that's that's very random, but what you're doing here is you're helping your brain learn and see new connections and patterns more easily. And that translates as an entrepreneur and a top performer that you can start recognizing patterns within business. You can start recognizing patterns within people, which helps you be better at relationships in general. Mm-hmm. And so let's bring a little physicality in this. So let's think about aerobic activity, something as simple as 20 minutes of activity three times a week over the course of, I forgot the, the research study in my head, but let's say it's six weeks to maybe two months. That's helping your memory and your your, your cognition in the form of generating more BD, BDNF, which is critical for brain brain growth i'm sure you talked about that before yeah yeah uh brain derived neurotrophic factor or something mm-hmm. yep that's it that's it you know and so yeah how to pronounce right it's it's a long word it's such a long word i i, I do like that i do like the name though but um but yeah so so something like that hard physical activity is going to yeah. lead to cognitive improvement so cardio training, for example, is that what you mean it's a combination yeah so if, if we break, yeah if we break this down further when I think mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. training for someone, just a simple way to think about training, because I know there's so many different training styles out there. I simply think about training and I think about stability and balance. I think about aerobic training, which is more endurance-based work. I think mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. strength to be strong. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe where you put your lifting weights at, just mm-hmm. focusing on pure strength. And then I think about more anaerobic, more high-intensity work. So that's shorter work. So that can be something mm-hmm. as maybe sprints or even if you don't like to sprint, it's some activity that's 15 to 20 seconds and then you stop and then you go again. And so I think filling in those categories throughout the week and if you like to run more, then obviously you're going to have more skewed on that compared to the weights. But I think doing a little bit of everything is the perfect recipe. I used to hate running and I actually run every morning now. It's not too bad now. And I think wow. this, this is a mindset thing is I hate to do it. And a lot of times you would try to avoid that. I said, I hate to do it, but I do it anyway. Yeah. And think how much self-respect that you earn for yourself there. Think about the mindset principles that you're instilling in yourself right there. And the emotion, the emotional work that you're doing right there. You're doing something that you hate to do and don't feel like doing. And you're doing it. And think about coming out on the other side of that and the growth in that. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, I kind of like wanted to uh, get back to environment. So I just want to make sure we covered everything there. So because you mentioned food there, mm-hmm. is there anything connected to environment that has a huge impact on our genes or mindset? Oh, man. I mean, this will be things, this will be things such as stress in general. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if something's causing stress in general, um, but I wouldn't necessarily say your environment, like the house and everything directly correlates with that. I think that's more like a second and third order consequence. So maybe it's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I'll just give an example. I don't like my house and my neighborhood that I live in. And so it causes me yeah. stress, which okay. causes yeah. me to maybe binge eat. So it's a trickle down effect. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You probably can't necessarily change your house and your neighborhood right this very moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you can yeah. work on how you handle stress. And by handling stress, epigenetically, you're going to improve your genes because something simple as meditation. I forgot the number of genes that it upregulates, but it's a wow. lot. It's a lot by simply meditating. And I think it's around 20 minutes. And I know sometimes people get a little off put by meditation. So for you, maybe this could be prayer instead or just something to sit in silence and allow your brain to just kind of settle and just to check in when you're th- with yourself. Simple activities like that, you are positively changing a lot of genes in the mm. right way. So that's that's mm. how I would look at environment in that way. I love that. I love that. And I couldn't relate more because sometimes I feel the same. So with my environment, uh, in general, like I was a seeker because as you know, I moved out to Germany. I lived in Austria and, and I was constantly moving and environment was for me like, a, I don't know if I'm in the right place. Anyway, but meditation helped me a lot. Like doing meditation and focusing on the inner world, how I feel inside. And so I can get back to the, to the core, I would say. So there's a, some kind of a frustration or stress because of the environment, but meditation helped me to ground myself and uh, focus on, for example, mindset horizon. Some, sometimes I feel frustrated or might feel frustrated because of the environment. I just wanted to bring up meditation. So that's, that's a great point. And also other practices that we can do. Um, there was one book by Dr. Joe Dispenza. I read Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Like He went deeper into this topic, meditation. Uh, he's also into neuroscience and epigenetics. Like That's really fascinating how it can improve everything, basically, I guess. Yeah, and and for those of you who love um, technology and devices, um, mm-hmm. I use a tool called the HeartMath Inner Balance app, or yeah, HeartMath HeartMath Inner Balance, and it's a little device that I clip onto my ear, and then mm-hmm. um, it'll, it'll turn on. And what it would do is that um, when I use the app with it, I can measure my my HRV and and it works on my breath. And what I can see is, and you have these different ranges, but basically you're trying to tie your emotions into, um, you're trying to tie in positive emotions with your heart and your, and your overall physiology. And in a nutshell, you're teaching yourself how to handle stress and or how to, how your breathing affects your heart rate and your heart rate variability in an everyday moment. Mm. And so I can wow. see this. So sometimes I will be looking at something stressful that's that typically stresses me out, like admin work, and I will put it on. And, <laughs> and, and I, I would feel it. Yeah. And I would see that my breathing changes. It gets more mm. shallower. And yeah. my score goes in, in the toilet. And but then that awareness reminds me, and I can start to train there and practice. In a stressful situation, breathing how I'm supposed to breathe or what's ideal for me 
and I see my score go back up. I see my heart rate variability get more back to where it, it's normally at. And you can translate that into numerous scenarios. So maybe you're getting ready for a big interview, a big meeting or whatever. Maybe use that at the beginning to get yourself ready for it. So it's just a cool way to, it's a cool way that technology can be connected with our health. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And uh, such an, such a simple practice like breathing can have such a huge impact, right? So that's kind of like the difference, as you said, between, you know, when you're stressed, for example, like your breathing changes. And stress is, stress is a good thing for the stress is a good thing. I think a lot of times we think of stress is bad. Stress is only bad mm. when, when we don't have control of it, but stress is good. So maybe before this, this, this conversation here, I was getting mm. a little stressed and that's good because a little extra cortisol at the right times and yeah. the right dosages, that's going to enhance my focus yeah, yeah, on the, yeah. on the, on the task at hand. So don't think necessarily that stress is bad. It's only bad when it becomes too much and you don't have a way to mitigate it and keep it um, in control. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And thank you so much for sharing those. Uh, I wanted to ask you if if there's anything we haven't uh, talked about and you wanted to share with Mindset Nation, uh, with the audience, like we tapped into epigenetics, uh, human potential mindset to some extent. Is there anything we haven't covered and you would like to share? Yeah, um, I, I guess, and I wrote about this recently, probably with the state of the world we're in now and just around us, it seems like there's a lot of heightened emotions. And mm -hmm. I, I think one of the best lessons that I've learned and that I've observed also in, in entrepreneurs and coaches is to simply, it's in times of like stress and crisis or whatever you want to call it, yeah. we have a lot of times that we forget to put on our own oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. And so in that instance, I just want people to slow down, to speed up when it comes to everything that they do right now. When it comes to your your business or your health in general, just to take some time to reflect before you react and to prepare before you mm -hmm. panic. Because a lot of times, the more urgent and chaotic something feels in that moment, the more critical it is for us to slow down and to remove all the emotion in that moment so we can make a more um, ideal decision going forth. And so I think the last thing with that is that for top, for top performers, such as all the listeners right now and ourselves, us two talking right now, the majority of our work right now, it revolves around inquiry, not decision-making. And so you need to do a lot of the preliminary work beforehand. It's, it's non-negotiable because now you run the risk of spending time and money on plans in the long term that are doomed to fail when you just simply jump into a um, jump into some kind of solution or step right now. So it's like putting a Band-Aid on a like a gaping, gaping flesh wound of sorts. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, it's really valuable. Actually, self-talk came to my mind, but maybe, you know, for high performers, um, that is something I was struggling with, connected to mindset again. But maybe it's a topic for another episode, Julia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wanted to ask you about uh, book recommendations. I'm curious, uh, is there any books that change your mindset, life? Uh, it can be fitness, mindset, oh, man, business. This. 
There's so many. Ah, uh, let's. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna think about this morning what I'm feeling it. I'm gonna say for like mindset, personal development. I'm gonna say outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill. Mm, mm, that was wow. such a good book. Oh man, it was it was that that book had so many uncomfortable truths that it was. I had to take a break sometimes. It's like, oh man, this is <laughs> this is hitting me hard because. I was drifting a lot, a lot. So that book is so good. I think it's something that you continually revisit just to kind of get you in the right mental state. And the next yeah. book, it's more business related and it's a great book for coaches and or anyone who just deals with teaching people, working with people on a, on a, mm-hmm. like a one-on-one level. It's a book by Patrick I think it's Lynchioni and it's called getting naked and Mm -hmm. it's how to, it's basically, I think one of the lessons is um, it's, it's, I'm trying to think how can I describe it? It's building client loyalty and not sabotaging yourself. And Mm -hmm. one of the examples in there is basically you're afraid to look stupid in front of your client because you're afraid you'll lose the business. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's huge. And so that book changed my life in terms of um, not being afraid to work with people who I perceive as, quote unquote, more successful than me or way beyond. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would, I would work with people and I'm like, I would feel like an imposter because they have all these things going for yes. them, this huge business, all this stuff. And then there's just me. But then reading that book just opened the, the gates and it, help me realize that wow they're there for me I mean, or i should say um basically I, I i learned to realize what i bring to the table and that it's actually good to look stupid with, with your client <laughs> or, or to ask those questions or to ask uncomfortable questions because high performers need to be challenged and high performers that the margins they're already basically 95 percent awesome but just those little questions, one little question or insight can catapult that 5%. And so that, yeah. that that book is really good. I recommend all coaches, all entrepreneurs read that book. I think it should be like required reading. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds super interesting. I haven't read that book, but actually this is a huge topic that we talked about with um, Jason Goldberg. I think you listened to that episode. Mm-hmm. And then also with Michael Neal. So both of them are coaches and when it comes to coaching people, like let's say you're a life coach or even a business coach and you want to coach leaders, like it's the human to human work, I would say. And then um, it's kind of like a big deal that you are talking about, talking about, like a lot of people face this struggle that they think just because they are not as successful as their clients, they kind of like, you know, can coach them. And so um, in those episodes, we like kind of like covered this topic. It's, it's, it's huge. Another thing came to my mind from this. I wanted to share this with you. One thing that really helped me because sometimes when, when a big name comes on the show, um, I kind of like have this imposter syndrome feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, what really helped me, and I want to share this with you and the listeners uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer talks about this, that who you are is 
not what you have, not what you do, not what you accomplish, or not what other people think of you. And you can tap into this uh, uh, being and, and who you are, like, you know, detaching from everything that you have accomplished or whatever you have in your external environment, because that's kind of like the comparison mindset. When you start comparing yourself to your client, for example, um, and, and, and then you say, you know, I'm not as good as my client because, or whatever it is, right? So it's kind of like what helped me really is detaching myself from what I do, what I have, what I accomplish, what other people think of me. And that comes from Dr. Wayne Dyer. That's kind of like a spiritual approach, but it really helped me, to be honest. No, I, I, I love that. And that's, I, I, I'm similar in that way of just yeah, detaching yeah. myself from the whole thing itself. And um, I got that book mainly because I wanted to change and I wanted to start serving more leaders and, and entrepreneurs, more impact-driven yeah. individuals. And Yeah, great and, book. Yeah, great book. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I like Wayne Dreyer also. So I, I, I like a little bit of the spiritual too. I, I think it's all good. So, and I think that's just my mindset of like, I like to add everything into the system and see what sticks and what doesn't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What else, right? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, you see, I mean, that's that's spiritual. Um, and then this is something that helped me kind of like understand that connecting to a higher self, I would say. Uh, so uh, is there anything in mind connected to the book question you, you would like to share? Uh, any other books? Oh, man, any other books? You know, I, I, I mean, I mean, that's, uh, that's fine too. It's fine. I, I'm just wondering if, if you wanted to share, because I kind of like interrupted you there. Yeah, no, no. Um, no, with those two books, I, I think that yeah. that's, that's mainly, I, I love those two books. I think, um, I forgot the James Allen book that I like. I read a, the, oh, I know it. James Allen, the path to prosperity. Ooh, yeah, cool. That's a good book. And so I read that book. It's in my room. I've read it a hundred times, probably not a hundred times, but um, maybe a few times. And I just like to book in my days with something that's just very spiritually rich in nature and just in timeless principles. And so that's one of the books where I'll read a few pages when I wake up and I'll read a few pages right before I go to sleep at night because I really want to be mindful of the information that's getting into my head, especially when I'm going to sleep at night because I'm going to sleep on that, getting in my subconscious and all that. So I, I think even if it's not that book, have some type of book mm-hmm. that that just you read at the bookends of your day that kind of just puts you in a very good place. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. That's why I, I mentioned that I have a, a mindset book um, for the morning. Like if I just read 10 pages, that's already good, but it's kind of like gives me this you know, inspiration and, um, yeah, looking mindset of possibility, you know, a lot of times I, I mentioned this, but that's, that's part of my morning routine. Reading fiction. I was going to say read fiction, fiction. This is where mm. do as I say, not as I do, because I still haven't got on this habit of reading more fiction, but reading fiction at night when I did do it was also something that was, that was very beneficial for me and actually helped me become a better communicator because of the way the words are written and it's a little more just more beautiful. Rich. Yeah. I don't want to 
dog on business books or anything and stuff, but yeah, the language is much better. <laughs> the language is much better in a, in a fiction book. So maybe that's for the writers out there or even, or well, actually even the podcasters, because sometimes if you're like me, you may, yeah. you may be right a little bit on your, the episode that you're getting ready to record and everything. So. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Or if someone who is not a native speaker, I want to practice the language a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah. Um, I'm learning Portuguese right now, and I have, I have, I have some short stories that I go through, and I, I have audio stuff. I have a little bit of everything, and then I also have this new app that I'm just trying. So I, it's this new company. I think it's called Toucan. T O U C A N. And what it does is apparently, when I go browsing different websites and I'm reading, all of a sudden I will have different words that will start to appear mm -hmm. in Portuguese and it will tell me that word. <laughs> really? So you can kind of get rewarded for browsing the internet. So it's it's a very cool idea, but this is only my second day using it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, that sounds awesome. And um, Julian, I want to be respectful of your time. And uh, before I ask my last question, please Tell the listeners where they can find you online, get in touch, and also how you can be of service to them. If someone is interested, um, talk to us a little bit more about those. Yeah, so my home base is theartoffitnessandlife.com. And a, a good place to find me also, since you're listening to this podcast, is to go ahead and type in Optimal Health for Busy Entrepreneurs. And that's that's my podcast. And we'll talk all things health optimization and a little business as well, because they all bleed in together. And so those are the two best places. And oh, I guess um, I also you can learn more about this precision based health lifestyle. You can type in theartoffitnessinlife.com forward slash join. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And the links are going to be in the show notes. Um, and people can find them on our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. And so my last question is, what is your, let's say, mission or future vision? How do you see yourself in the future? The future vision is to be the go-to source for fascinating and high-performing entrepreneurs and leaders who want to become superhuman in life and business. Wow. I want to do that, man. So <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I wish you good luck with, with your um, business aspirations and, and any kind of goals. And thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you much, man. I had a great time talking, man. And I hope the listeners did as well. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Mindset Horizon podcast. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, be sure to head to our website, MindsetHorizon.com, where you'll also have the ability to join the Mindset Nation community for more insight and empowerment to help you reach your full potential. That's all available exclusively on MindsetHorizon.com.